0: They say a family that prays together stays together, but what if you can't even get your family together? We are the Sisters Collective. Three generations, four sisters, helping you navigate this crazy world, one family meeting at a time. This podcast is the intersection of education, sisterhood, and the ever changing dynamics of family. We invite you to pull up a seat and join our family meeting. We're really excited to have you at the kitchen table with the sisters
1: collective today. Well, thank you for the invite. Oh, wonderful. Yes.
2: So Philomena, it's Jasmine here. Um, Again, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to do a quick introduction um, to our audience because of course, everyone, this is financial literacy month. And our main goal is to provide you guys with education. We are all about education here at the sisters collective. And so With it being Financial Literacy Month, we brought, she's actually my financial advisor. I love her so much. Um, She's given me so much information. Um, Her name is Philomena Gomes and she's with Northwestern Mutual. And this company is is top-notch. If you have anything um, that you're looking to learn about your own accounts and things that you're trying to set up, they're a great company. They have um, years of experience in the industry. They have literally... Over 160 years, um, so it's one of the companies that you could go to. So, um, with all that being said, again, thank you so much, Philomena, for joining us. If you want to tell the people a little bit more about yourself, feel free.
0: Yes, please, please introduce <laughs> yourself and, and let our listeners know, you know who you are, um, maybe even how you got into the industry. I'm interested in that, honestly, because finance is. Quite frankly, it is a white male dominated industry, and you are neither white nor male. <laughs> and the fact that you are in this industry is a big deal for our communities because we get to get, we don't get just pieces of the information; we get the whole story um, told from someone that re, that can more easily relate to the financial conditions that people are in. And um, so, I'm really interested in how you got into finance. And just tell um, our listeners a little bit more about you and your journey with financing and, and and we're going to jump in
1: yeah well absolutely thank you so much for for that question really i think it's something that is important to find out when you're looking for a professional to work with because of the way that you can mesh so i go by philo for short i know my name is I love it. <laughs> it's a mouthful i get that right um I am Cape Verdean. Cape Verde is 10 islands off the west coast of Africa. That makes up the country. And uh, my father won the visa lottery in the early 1990s. We migrated over here. So, yeah, I know far from home, but that's really what compelled me after growing up and going to college and trying to find myself in the world to then start in the financial industry. Uh, My parents, were and still are the hardest working people you'll ever meet, but no one ever taught them anything about money and how to make that the dollars that we work so hard for today work for us and leaving a legacy in the future. So being the oldest, they would always say, well, you're my retirement or, well, did I, why did I have you kids for? So for me, it was growing up quickly with that realization that they're going to depend on me. So in order for me to be okay and living my life expectancy without running out of dollars, I would have to do it for three people. We live an extraordinarily long lives, most Cape Verdeans. My grandfather died at 103. And I thought, man, if my parents live that long, um, <laughs> there's a lot, of, a lot of retirement I have to take care of. So just really just digging deep and looking into different avenues is what, I opened my eyes to what was really out there, and as I started working with financial professionals and found my own personal financial advisor at Northwestern Mutual, um, after a couple of years, I took the leap and went back to school and did a career change into this industry.
0: That is so interesting, where you're from, but then also the story of how your family got here and what brought them here, that component of You said your dad won the
1: lottery. The visa lottery. So. uh. Oh, I was about to say. You make, see how you (laughs) make? No, I won the lottery. No, I'm going to say visa.
3: I oh, yeah, was, said, was hey, like, you've been, been talking about Penny in your whole somebody.
0: life. Right, I was like, cause we, she, I was like, whoa, 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 that's an interesting
3: <laughs> right. story. to <Right>. <laughs> lottery to come to the United States. Okay, yes, no so, dollars correction. involved.
1: Okay. They really just, there's a lot of other things you have to qualify for first, but really after the hundreds of people who qualify for the same exact thing, having a sponsor, being disease-free, having enough you know, assets to bring you over into the country, then they basically put everybody's name in a hat and pick one out.
0: So, wow.
1: I, wow okay I mean it's a little bit more I mean, strenuous than that but that's really what it entails I mean I don't want to call that
0: luck but I tell you what I mean but
1: well, he should have played was, the lottery right after that you
0: know right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's such an interesting start to things and the fact that as the oldest that responsibility I won't call it a burden because we're communal people and yes. we're accustomed to kind of taking care of family members taking care of one another so it's not a burden but that responsibility to have that responsibility be the thing that propelled you is extraordinary because you stepped up to the plate how has finances and your information your learning about finances how has it transformed your family
1: so you know really when in regards to that when we know oh that that's my responsibility and we as as the sandwich generation i call us right the the top takes from the top we have those that take from the bottom and wear that sandwich in the middle that they kind of crush together. I always Mm -hmm. say it really, it's not because that responsibility scared me, although it did petrify me. It's the aftermath of that. Meaning my mom being the strong mother that she is raised us and did everything that she needed to do. Just thinking about that, those roles reversing where one day All of us, were either going to need to retire or want to retire. There's going to be that day where that choice is going to be taken away from her, and she's going to become my dependent. She's going to be living with me, per se. Um, And how would that make her feel as now she was my mother, who I depended on my whole life, and now the roles have been reversed? It's a feeling that I don't think I want my mother to feel uh, in her last days, feeling like a burden want her to feel Mm. like the strong woman she's always been to me and the way to do that is to kind of take myself out of that situation and provide for her in a manner where she doesn't feel like she's a burden but she can also sustain her lifestyle and maintain her level of independence until you know her life expectancy
0: yeah and and that that would require that there be some financial freedom, some, some financial wholeness Mm -hmm. on your part in order to be able to set her up to be that, to have that kind of financial wholeness herself Mm -hmm. so that in her last days, she is still able to sustain either herself um, or at least as you say, not feel like she is a burden to, to you. And by the way, Jasmine has been telling us about you for years, (laughs) literally (laughs) for years. years. And and, and and we're going to make good on that on that on that, <laughs> that um reference that referral this year. So, um, I have started just the pandemic made everything Oh yeah. <laughs> the clarity about everything came in last year. Like it showed you it showed you where you were strong and it showed you where you were weak now. Yeah. The thing that sustained our house, our family is that we still had viable income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are in industries that are still a necessity. Amen. Mm. <laughs> and we lost nothing. Yeah. But everybody's family couldn't say that. Exactly. We were also in a position that we at least had some money saved. Mm-hmm. We might not have had it a whole lot, but we had something. Yeah. But it showed me that I don't ever want to go through another stretch where I'm as stretched as I was, even though I didn't go under, I was stretched. Yeah. And so it made me realize you haven't done enough. Your finances are not secure. What else can you
3: do? Mm -hmm. And I guess what I was thinking about is if you haven't done the work before in years past, what can I start doing right right Mm -hmm. now to get my finances in order to make sure my future that it's a little bit better than what I've done in the past because we haven't done all that we could do in the no. past but when you've gone through the pandemic and you like thank God I have a, a, a job that look I'm still working I still am getting my finances. I'm still getting my check every bi-weekly monthly whatever but what if that was cut off mm. and that's what you have to think about and so now my mindset: is what if that was cut off what would happen? Yeah. And I, I don't want to,
0: I don't want, I'm at a position now that I'm not interested in surviving. I, I want to spend the, the next part of my life in thrival, where, yes. where I get to thrive, where my money is making money for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not having to hustle in order to make ends meet. And, and I'm not having to rob Peter to pay Paul. Yes. Luckily, I don't have to do that now, but I don't want to be put in that position. We didn't come from a lot but the generations behind us will never have to feel that. Right. And so I want to start by maybe talking to us about some steps, some actual steps to gaining financial freedom. And what does that look like? Cause some people think that if they're, if they're not in debt, then, then that's okay. But I've come to learn that being out of debt, that is not the destination. Yeah. That is a part of the destination but it means nothing to be out of debt if you still have no wealth.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, so the first thing I always tell my clients is you just need to make an actual promise to yourself that you're going to start, right? Rome wasn't built in a day and your perfect financial home isn't going to be built within a day either. Just having that expectation of we need to start somewhere. We were all there, right? I always tell Jasmine, like, when I went to see my personal financial advisor, it only stemmed from the necessity of protecting my most valuable assets since I am my parents' retirement. This was prior to uh, becoming a financial advisor, being in a different field. Um, and he did a budget for me. Simply, what do you, what do you bring home and what do you use, actually spend your money on? And we walked through the budget and the math just didn't add up right and it was like okay you bring this much home after taxes and this is how much you told me you spend we, we even gave you a buffer on you know just the, the the simplicities of life things that happen where's the rest of the money going and I was like I don't I really don't know because I'm not that type of spender like yeah I get the occasional pair of shoes and like the rest of us the purse or whatnot okay I get it the purse maybe more Jasmine don't tell my business but I then really took a look at it. I, I, I got this app, the Northwestern Mutual app, breaks it down, and it shows you, like, if you spent it, unless it was cash, if it's in a credit card and everything's logged in, exactly where the money went, and then it actually tallied it up on a monthly basis. So while I was looking, I was like, I would really like to know where this money is going because somebody got it. I don't got it, you know? Right. So the little and he told me, well, what are the things you like to do for yourself? I'm like, I like to go and get little cups of coffee here and there and little nice mom and pop coffee shops and things of that nature. But if we really do the math, it's probably like 50 bucks a month. It's not that big of a deal. Plus, I deserve it. I work so hard. Right. That's why I always tell myself I deserve it. And so the app tallied it up and told me that month how much I spent on coffee. Guess how much it said I spent at coffee shops. The month before Uh. I came to see my financial advisor because the app retroactively did like two months.
2: Mm, 150.
1: Close. Five hundred forty-six dollars and twenty-seven cents. Oh! I know <laughs> this was not. And listen, this was not. Oh, last, this moment? was not last year. This was years and years and years ago. Coffee in one month. Listen, don't judge me. I, still, I feel the judgment in your voice. <laughs> but you know what? I had to terms with is this. I love coffee. I'm not going to stop right. drinking coffee. Like, let me be listen, real. Listen, I'm not
0: judging you for somebody that goes to Starbucks every day. Sometimes don't judge me because listen, I who? go
3: every day, and I and I know I need to do listen. better. I, I okay. just need to get a tall. What? You getting a venti because it's been 500. My uh, goodness. Wow. And I okay. know like the people. people
1: listening right now, like I know that girl did not, but here's the reality. I had to be real with myself. I'm not going to give up coffee. I'm not going to become a mad murderer the next day for giving up coffee. So what is it realistically going to be for me? So I went to millennium mall, bought myself a nice little espresso machine. I've had it for seven years. Works every day. Make my coffee every day, save $500 a month, put that into a Roth IRA. And I feel much, much better about myself. So really the stem of this story just simply says, be realistic with yourself. Don't, you know, don't, sugarcoat where your money really is going because keeping our heads in the sand pretending like but i'm doing the best that i can really isn't going to get us anywhere the rest of the world whether you accomplish your financial security goals or not is really they're not going to care so just really taking a step back looking at your numbers getting someone who is a professional to help you just really look into this and then saying Mm -hmm. okay philo you're spending $546 a month on coffee, how about we segment $46 on the coffee and the things that come with it that you are going to put in your own machine and create a plan that is going to get the extra $500 out of your hands before Mm -hmm. you can spend them
0: Mm -hmm. and putting
1: them into something that is going to be reoccurring for whatever financial goal you may have. So my team and I, when we sit down, we learn about what's most important to you. Because that new purse might be the most important thing to me, but a trip to Ireland might be the most important thing to Jasmine. Let's really realize that the goals that we have in living life today is also important within a financial plan. Mm-hmm. Then creating, a, creating an actionable plan to get us to the end of that goal, because I can save money. If I know I need to save $200 a month, month after month to have this goal in September met, it's no problem putting that money away. But if I'm just stashing money away, like hoping and praying that the future is going to be bright, like I will take the money out and spend it on that purse when it's on sale. Like I'm not,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> you know, so let's have really- an actionable plan and really talking about the things that are most important to us. Right. Yes. That's
2: facts.
0: That, yeah. That's that's. I wrote down. I'm writing down what you're saying. What I caught so far was making a commitment to start, um, be realistic and honest with yourself. Get a professional to help you. Um, and you mentioned a budgeting app. What was that app? Because we want to put that in the in the show notes for our also well,
1: our Northwestern Mutual uh, clients get uh, an app. It's the Northwestern Mutual app. Um, oh, you okay. Can go online and and it should be free. Uh, to download and actually aggregate and you need to put all of the information in, for example, at Bank of America. So username, password and credit cards, whatever the case may be. The app itself will pull all of the information and tell you, you know, kind of where you are. And as financial advisors at Northwestern Mutual and we put a plan together saying, Philomena, your additional $500 a month. 200 should go here and 300 should go here. Every month, it's going to tell me if I'm on track to meet that goal or not so that I can keep myself accountable to the goals that I just dictated were most important. Right. Okay, cool. Right. And
0: we will absolutely connect our listeners with you um, so that they can ho- they can connect with you for that financial a- advising and, and then you'll be able to connect them with that app as right. well. I was thinking about uh, just some terms that we need to mm. know. About right. finance because there's so many terms and, and everything has a language <laughs> and if you not
2: if you're not familiar if
0: you're, you're not familiar with the language you you, right. won't, you you can be saying things and not really be
1: saying, and, anything. And saying anything so here's so, what like, I always tell my clients between, right? I, I work one of my favorite clients that I work with a physician he says you're going to be so disappointed when you see where I am especially as a physician because I should be better. And the reality is, is he might think that because of whatever, how old he is, how long he's done what he's done, but I could watch ER and think, oh, I I know what to do, but you leave me on the floor of a hospital, I'm going to kill 10 people within 10 minutes. It's just not what I'm supposed to be doing. That's not my job, right? Um, And so I tell people, when you go to see a financial advisor or anyone in the financial field speak in the terms that you know and understand and when they right. say something because to them if a, a doctor will tell you know, you go see a doctor and he's like he says some word you're looking at him like you know i don't know what that means but to him he does that every day so he just loses uh, the the understanding of hey you might not know that simply stop and say what does that mean or mm. can you clarify what you're saying here because in reality what yeah. we need to understand What is your most valuable assets? And assets are anything Mm. that produces you income. Anything is an asset Mm -hmm. if it can be sold, if you can find a buyer. Some people say, well, my business is worth this much. Great. Is it worth that much to a buyer today? Could you get a buyer Mm -hmm. readily to, 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 to buy this? Where I'm from in Africa, people have gone through so many things. They've gone through famine. They've gone through you know, fighting for independence, slavery, all that stuff. So they hoard things. They hoard things that have value to them. But in times of crisis, when you need to sell that thing and everyone else is in the same exact crisis, is that thing then worse what you believed it would? For example, you mentioned the pandemic. As advisors, and, and, you know, (laughs) Jasmine will tell you, we will drum up these worst-case scenarios, but never in our world's wildest dreams could we ever thought the pandemic would have happened into this scale and affect as many people. If I had, I don't know, let's just say uncut diamonds somewhere, it's worth this much, but now I need to sell it during a pandemic. Who is in the market to buy that? So what is, what are your assets and what are they truly worth? And when, and when will those assets be used? And how long can we actually liquidate them? So assets, Mm -hmm. liquidation, what is your true emergency fund, and what is liquid and accessible? Because an emergency fund doesn't necessarily need to be cash in a bank account somewhere.
0: Right. I'm writing all this down. <laughs> right,
1: right. I love it. And I so, really,
0: just—I'm a teacher. And I love being. I love gathering information because I'm a researcher, and I just—I like. I'm literally, literally writing these things down. Keep well, going. So, in sorry.
1: reality, where we get our information is also important, right? I always tell people, uh, there are radio and television personalities who give advice to the general public and their advice is not wrong. They're speaking to the general public. They don't know who they're speaking to because they're not speaking to you individually, not you, Jasmine, your specific situation. Mm -hmm. They're speaking to Americans who have Mm -hmm. student loans up to the, you know, eyeballs. We've got consumer debt. Uh, most Americans don't have a thousand dollars set aside for an emergency fund that's who they're talking to so when you're Mm -hmm. listening to advice from anyone know exactly who they're speaking to are they speaking to your specific situation because I'm 38 I'm not married I have no children my situation is going to be different than a 38 year old mother of four right Right. absolutely you need to sit down with a professional who has no ties to your money. Jasmine will tell you, I tell you the truth because you're not here to you're not, you're not hiring my staff and my, my team and I to be your best friends. You're, you're, you're hiring us to help you look at the path of least resistance to your financial goals. And if I lie to you or yeah. hold your hand or coddle you, those goals might not be accomplished and we'll both be to blame. So, Find an advisor that yeah. you click with because if you're afraid to tell them things or you don't really like them that much, then you might not tell them exactly what's going on or how you feel. So oh. that's the first step. And then letting that financial advisor know, I'm great at this. I suck at this. I need your help to do that. Mm-hmm. We all have strengths and weaknesses. I know numbers, but I, I yes, can't tell my north and my south. It's just reality. We need to know our strengths and our, <laughs> and our weaknesses.
0: That part. I love that. I, I love that. And I love that that you highlighted the importance of actually getting someone to personally work with you. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think about that when I think about therapy, like it's a lot of people that are giving good advice about hard work and, and how to, you know, how to deal with mental, mm-hmm. mental health situation. Mm-hmm. This stuff is true, but it's not personal, right? It's not personal to you. And so having a financial advisor, a personal financial advisor it's something that you want to work towards because your financial situation is yes. not like every other person that's walking yes. around. So
2: right, and that's and I can speak from from experience um, working with her. I remember the first <laughs> time we met and having the the conversation. Um, I was like, "Girl, get me together!" Like I felt like having somebody that I can be like, "This is this is the finances. This is I'm you know I'm self employed doing all these things. Help me, help yeah. me, help self." Cause I don't have, I don't have a retirement that's coming in. I don't have all those things because I'm self-employed. I needed somebody that's going to sit down and let's come up with a game plan. And before I had Arden, I was paying into that. Like I was, she helped me start that process. So it's, It's very important to um, have somebody that is going to be on your side and going to walk you through the process and explain to you what you don't understand.
0: And it's almost like building a team around your, your money, building a team that kind of helps you walk those paths, especially since a lot of us, um, the four of us, it's four of us sisters um, and at least three of us are Mm self-employed. So our financial situation is, would be different than when it was when all mm. of us were in nine to five jobs right and and even back with the topic about the language of finance the difference between financial freedom and financial yeah. wholeness the difference between rich mm. and wealthy mm-hmm. like some and and it goes back to what i said at the beginning some people because you're debt-free doesn't mean that you're not just you're that it's wealth. probably because not because frankly our, our, our children are
2: in aren't
0: is, Arden is debt-free yeah, she's Think about for- it. Arden is debt free. She has no mm-hmm. debt, but yes. she also. Yes, and even no if wealth. you were
1: debt free, mm-hmm. that might not be in your best interest for you and for your 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 children. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just having that conversation and and walking through that. Okay, I, I always tell people it's like this. Where I'm from, debt literally is is the worst thing you could ever have. My there's a saying in our Creole. It doesn't translate over very well in English, but it basically says when you owe someone. You are their slave, okay? But that's mm. their time. That was back home, okay? And so you, I always tell people, talk to a professional and work through the numbers because here, in my mother and father's situation, they believe putting money in the bank, that is the gold standard of saving. So I, I think to my mom, but you're putting money into the, into the bank and you're losing to inflation. And she says she understands and is willing to take that risk. However, if we dig a little deeper, You're putting money, let's just say for easy math, we put uh, $10,000 in a a savings account. And that savings account is giving Mm -hmm. us a 0.01% interest rate or something. And the inflation rate is close to 3% right now. It's been as high as 6%. So automatically, one year, you lost 3% because you kept it in a savings account. And we think, okay, well, it's just 3%. I can live with that. But in reality, you lost a lot more. You lost the opportunity yeah. to make five to I don't know, 15% on that money and compounding it within itself right. year after year. So now when we're looking at okay, I didn't lose just three percent, I lost at least eight to eighteen because I want to keep my money in there, leaving it debt-free, really we just put the money there to make us feel better when we're looking at the app and the money's there. But but is it worth Mm. that feeling of accomplishment or safety? Is it worth nine to Mm. 18% year after year? That's interesting. That's
0: very interesting. And and, and I, I guess I should also ask, um, what are all the services that you provide? I know, um, as a financial advisor, do you do you offer advice, or does your company also help with investments? Can they come? Is it a one-stop shop kind of thing where anything dealing with my finances, whether it's um, investing, retirement, what what all, what services do they get when they
1: connect with perfect um, one-stop shop? Mutual? I love that 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 phrase, and that's exactly what we are. We are holistic planners. Our job is to take a look at what you already put in place, where you're going, and what dollars you have available for those goals. Anything that you've already set up, let's just say through your employer or with other advisors. My most successful clients have a team of other advisors they had before finding me. My job is not to take over those relationships. Our job is to see how all of those are going to work together for your ultimate goal and showing you, okay, you're investing here, And if you would have made a recommendation this way, where you would go in that sense. So, yes, we are a one-stop shop in regards to anything that has to do with financial matters, where the buck kind of stops and we need to enter into the realm of other professionals are uh, when it comes time to doing anything with the law, right? Estate planning, we need an estate attorney. Um, Any tax mitigation, we know enough. I tell people I know enough to be dangerous, but we need a CPA on, on staff as well especially to making sure that we're staying on top of everything rolling out together so not working with just one person but starting to create a team where the CPA knows who I am and I know who they are the the estate attorney knows who I am I right. know who they are. we talk through the plan so we can all help create that ultimate plan together and now there's no gaps and you're not like talking to one person like well my advisor said this no let's all kind of look at what the plan really is it's not a secret it's it's your financial security so let's all come together and put the correct professionals and correct uh, pieces of what we need together as a team
0: i like that and I, and and that's really good information I, I wonder if there's a way for you to maybe let us know what are some actionable steps like what is the order that we should go in because a lot of a lot of times people want to they want to handle debt first, <laughs> right. but they haven't saved anything. Right. Or right. they want to talk about saving, but mm-hmm. they haven't handled debt. Or they want to talk about trust funds, but you don't even have any money.
1: That was me. I want it all done. I tell people, first things first is you make an appointment and you go in to see a professional. You don't, when you, let's just say, oh, God forbid, I... Uh, I, I fell down from my bike and and messed up my knee really, really bad. I don't wait until the scabs up to go to the hospital. I go and get that taken care right. of right away. I don't, let me take care of my debt mm. before I come see an advisor. Let me put my money away. No, you're going to see an advisor so you can start from where you are, right? So first things first is what? going to speak right. to someone who is going to remove themselves from your situation because I don't have any ties to your money. So the feelings that you have towards your money, I have, I have no ties to that. So I'm going to tell you statistically and analytically what is correct. Then you decide. But at least you know. So first things first is you see an advisor. In regards to actually paying off debt, putting away an emergency fund, and getting ready for retirement, those are typically the biggest uh, hurdles my clients are facing. We don't want to do just one. For example, let's just say I'm in a lot of credit card debt, but I have no money set aside for emergencies. And I work every time I have an additional dollar, I put it towards the credit cards. So I'm paying down the credit cards, I'm saving on the interest rate, I'm feeling better about myself, and I'm getting out of debt. I'm helping my credit score as well. But I have no money in, retire- in, in, in emergencies. So when an emergency happens, where do I go? I turn back to the credit, credit cards yeah. start that cycle all over again mm-hmm. but let's just say I do I pay off all my credit cards finally and finally have an emergency fund but now, I, now I'm going to tackle retirement but what have I lost I've lost time I've lost the compounding of growth mm-hmm. and interest throughout that time so really we need to segment those dollars to do all three and knowing if I do this much more here, that's how long it's going to take me to pay off my credit cards. If I put this much more over here, that's how much I'll have in retirement. Taking what you need in the future and doing a reversal on the numbers, this is what you need at 65.67. And if we reverse engineer the numbers, this is what you need to do today to statistically have this at 65.67. So now I'm not just saving with hopes and dreams in mind, I'm saving with a plan knowing, okay, yes, I am putting three, four, five hundred dollars a month, thousand, whatever the case may be, but at this age, this is what I'll have and why, and where I'm putting it, and how to mitigate the risks we're going to face wow. when we hit retirement. I love it.
2: Exactly what she did with me. <laughs> yeah. Listen,
1: I was like, okay, it's possible. Yeah. It's doable. But I always tell people, it's not. you're not going to love me, right? You're not going to be like, oh my God, I can't wait. I love you all so much. But what we're going to do together is going to get you to your ultimate goal. That's most important. And I think ultimately,
0: once you start working towards this, effectively, that in and of itself is an accomplishment mm-hmm. because you don't feel, no one wants to be ignorant of something that we know with some information, it is going to ultimately help us to live a better and a richer life, not richer in finance, but richer in understanding and knowledge. Right. Mm -hmm. And those three pillars, the savings, the debt and retirement, that is something we should be, should be, and can be doing at the same time. Whenever I take
1: ownership and I am involved in whatever process is, uh, taking taking into account for any of my goals i feel empowered i made this choice i understand why i'm doing this and i can make that sacrifice i pass by those coffee shops girl i don't even look no more i'm like "Mm, i ain't gonna try me because i know i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna feel better when i make my espresso machine at the house with my little coffee machine that i bought seven years ago then dropping in there and feeling that 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 safety net right away and happy right because it's not worth it that Yes. That, to me, that cup of coffee that I'm going to buy out there at that moment is not worth my ultimate goal and dream of making sure that my mom and dad are going to retire and not feel like they're mm-hmm. a burden on me.
0: And when you don't have a goal in mind, it's easy to just kind of live loosely because nothing or is at you, stake. You,
1: you're like, but I deserve it. Like me, I used to think, but I deserve it. No, I deserve to have a solid future, that's what I deserve. I'm working hard now, so I deserve peace of mind when I hit retirement to my life expectancy. Right now, what I'm doing is I'm making excuses and allowing myself to live life in the moment instead of looking at the ultimate goal. Now, am I saying, do I never buy a cup of coffee? Of course not. But what I'm saying is let's take a look at the hard work we do today And why are we doing it? If we're going to lose ultimately everything we're working for without having a plan, why do we work? Why don't we just, I don't know, live by the beach with (laughs) margaritas in our hands all night? It's just not realistic.
2: Right, right. And I know one of the things that I kind of asked you, um, especially now considering that I want to start in adding Arden into my planning and all of that, um, is it ever too late to start working on your retirement and things like that? Is that is there ever a too late or like you're not going to get as yes. much out of it?
1: <laughs> and unfortunately, I wish there wasn't, but let's just do the math. If a 25-year-old needs to- to have a million dollars by retirement that 25 year old statistically would have to give me about 381 dollars a month but if we do the math from 25 to 65 that's about one hundred and eighty-one thousand dollars and change of their money the market makes the rest okay if that 25 year old waits until they're 35 now it's about 900 something a month if that 35 year old waits until they're 45 now it's about two thousand dollars a month but if that 30 45 year old waits until they're 55 it's almost six grand a month making retirement not a reality So if a 55-year-old comes to me with this lavish dream of living in retirement, but they have nothing set aside, we need to do one of two things. We either need to live, we need to work longer or save more. There is no magic pill. There's no magic bullet where you can give me $5 a month and I'll put in some wonderful penny stock and we'll both be gazillionaires. There's no magic pill. The reality is, is that we need to start as young as possible, putting away as much as we possibly can and understanding right. what we're going to have in retirement and what life in retirement that is going to buy us. And not just living this wonderful dream of I'm going to put away a couple hundred bucks a month at fifty-five and retire at sixty-five with a million dollars. Wow. That's not
2: gonna work. Yeah. I, and and that's the
0: right. And that's the reality check that that is. And we, we need a financial to advisor to that. tell us that,
1: right? Because people come and see me and they want me to say, oh yeah, you're 55 with nothing. Don't worry. 300 bucks a month will get us there. But that's a lie. You're not going to get there. But you're you're sleeping at night thinking you will because an advisor told you. No, my clients come to see me because they need to know the truth of their current situation and what needs to be done. And if they don't do it, what are going to be the repercussions, the consequences of that?
2: That part, I love it. I know like one of the biggest things that, I, my takeaway from working with Philo, and I'm definitely about to get started back up doing that. But one of the biggest things that I took away was having, starting Arden's retirement.
1: Or mm-hmm. at least,
2: yeah, and I, things like, away. Seriously, I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Like while mm-hmm. it's, it's at the cheapest, it could possibly be for me to pay into her mm-hmm. thing. And like when she gets to, I think it was 18 and you can set it up one way or you can have it set up a different way. And I was just like mind blown at that. So, yeah, I think it's definitely beneficial for anyone to see a financial advisor, even, even if you aren't sure about your options and what, like whether you should mm-hmm. do debt, this, that, all those things that we just mentioned, but it's definitely true right. to And
1: sit so down in, in Arden's case, I, yeah. I say it like this, we buy things for our children all the time. I have nieces and nephews and... They know when they come see Auntie Philo, it's going to be some useless thing they're going to take home. Their parents are going to be like, great, really? But in in reality, if we take $25 to $50 a month to put it in a vehicle that they can use for whatever reason they need, locking in their agent insurability today, meaning if they needed additional help for college, then we could use it for that without any penalties. But if not, then it's something you can transfer over to them and make them owners and they can use when... They're our age or older. And so let's look at what avenues, what vehicles are out there using the proper vehicle for the appropriate goal and determining, is this goal a short-term goal, a a mid-term goal, or a long-term goal, or is this for retirement? And using the correct vehicle, (laughs) savings vehicles for those goals, not saving for a long-term goal and a short-term vehicle vehicle and that's not, not and vice versa mm-hmm. just understanding the vehicles and what you have available
0: that's to you that's good i, I have a <laughs> lot of questions but i'm just going to ask this one more question I'm, I'm like you i'm the i'm the the, the quintessential auntie no children but
1: i want to be able to invest in their
0: futures like do i have to be oh, a
1: parent no, to set up those no, kinds absolutely of accounts there are a lot of different vehicles that a lot of our Caucasian counterparts have been using for a century we have no clue about. That's why you see an advisor. Hey, Philo, I want to put this money away where no one has access until this child is of age. Or, hey, Philo, I want to pay into this and their parents have access to it and they're the owners. Or, hey, Philo, I want to make sure that I'm putting dollars aside for whatever they might need, but I want to have control over when I make them the owners when I believe they have they're uh, adult enough or they have, uh, you know, earned it. And so just speaking to an advisor to take a yeah. look at that, I, I could start something up for my neighbor's kids. If I wanted to, it wouldn't be against the law. It just would be that I need the parents' permission to start something of that nature.
0: Got it. Okay, that's wonderful. Okay. That's wonderful. This has been amazing. Like I've really enjoyed and your answers and the the information that you've shared has been invaluable and and i actually look forward to being able to actually meet you and (laughs) work with you as well so anybody else had any questions that we wanted to um anything else we think our listeners would want answered and also um philo if you want to close with just some general information that you want to share with our listeners about your services or something that you just really want them to know about the financial industry or about their finances, anything you want to leave with them? Absolutely.
1: I want to tell people, yes, you know, in my industry, it is a middle-aged white male dominated industry. But if we work hard to find the right professional, where we can actually divulge to them our feelings around the things that are most important to us, then as professionals, our jobs are to help work through what is already a hindrance to get us to the point where we can start to save for those most valuable assets. There are fee-based planners in the market, meaning you pay to sit down with them, you pay for a plan, and there are planners that are not. And there are planners that can choose, my team and I, we can choose to charge a fee. Most of the cases that we see, we do not. It it depends on uh, where you currently are, but most advisors won't charge a fee unless you're in the upper percentile of earners. And So understanding that just having that conversation, whether you work with them or not, is going to be beneficial because right now, you and I, and Jasmine, all of us, we are driving the most expensive asset that we have, which is our earning potential. If we do the math, we're making $50,000 a year. and 38. If I don't get an actual raise until I retire, I'm making close to $2 million throughout my working capital years. I'm driving a $2 million Bugatti. And if we bought a Bugatti, we would get Mm. as much coverage on it. We would take a look at everything that could possibly go wrong before we put the key in the ignition and driving it off the lot. Because once we drive it off the lot and it gets a scratch, we can't call, I don't know, any insurance company and say, hey, (sighs) I just got this Bugatti and I just got a scratch can we get some coverage it's something that is important to talk about prior to that scratch happening
2: yeah right
0: that's good that was good that was good that was good so if, there, if ever there was a time for us to be talking about finances do it before you feel like you you know like you're making
1: space. you're making all the
2: money that <laughs> yeah. you, right, you feel reality, like, you're gonna make.
1: like that time is now. never going to come we are never going to be in a position where we're going to no. be mm-hmm. exactly where we should and also we we can't we don't know what's going to happen. We can't predict the future. So really the time to start is now. The time to take ownership of the things we aren't doing so great is now. And understanding and giving yourself some space and leniency that we're not perfect. I, I still buy things I shouldn't. It's just life. <laughs> Right. That's just life and not. And, but when I do, I understand what I did and I say, well, I'm going to enjoy it anyway. I already have it. Or I'm on this trip. I'm going to enjoy it anyway. But how do I learn from that experience, taking a step back and understanding that we need to start to change our behavior slowly to get us to the ultimate goal of where we're going? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we want to thank you so much for thank you so much. your time and um, all your lovely information. This was, we, we definitely needed. Um, and I know, listen, I've got some of this information already. So I just wanted us to be able to share it with our audience. And um, we appreciate you so much. Um, do you want to leave your contact info? Yeah, where they can reach you? The
1: best way to reach me is really through my email or through my website, um, connecting that way. And my staff and I will send links for us to kind of get on my calendar where it's convenient. I suggest just having you know, a preliminary conversation of where we are. I'm not saying I might be the best fit for everyone who contacts me, but in my firm alone, there's about 90 to 98 advisors there. If I'm not the best fit, we'll find the best fit for you. Um, and just really just having that initial conversation of this is where I am, this is where I wanna go, what do we need to do in, in the midterm?
0: Feel free to leave your contact information. You can go ahead and um and say let them know how to contact you, and then we will leave the information. So in the my
1: showroom. desk number is 407-845-1438. And my email address is my first name, F as in Frank I L O M as in Mary E-N-A. Dot, my last name, G-O-M as in Mary, E S as in Sam at N M Nancy Mary.com. Philomena.gomes at northwestern um, or if we forget, we can just Google for Lamina Gomes, financial advisor or Northwestern mutual, all of that. you'll find me through those, um, different avenues or my website.
2: Filo say Google me,
1: <laughs> Google me, Google me, honey. I love it. Thank you so Thank much you for so the much. Uh, invite ladies. I really, uh, enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank, Thank you.
4: That was fantastic. That was really good. So how is everybody? How's everybody's week been? I'm good. My voice is gone because I was hollering at yesterday. What was that yesterday? Was it at a game? game? Let me tell y'all something. The world has opened back up.
3: It has. Y'all ain't got on y'all
4: masks? And, oh, and I have my mask. Baby got a mask. And we can barely breathe. In the N95, KN95 mask. But we went to Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's. So uh-huh. I went to Dave and Buster's. The kids had a great time. So, I'm good, y'all. My voice is a little hoarse because I was trying to talk so through we'll, the mask. go back
3: to the Dave Busters.
4: Yeah, I am. I was trying to talk through the mask in a very loud environment, which was Dave Busters. It is very loud. Very loud. Um, I saw my good friend, Melissa. I haven't seen her in a really, really long oh, time. Melissa from back in the... Was it Mel- high school? High school? No, no it was college. In your job. Oh. From college. <gasps> oh, my yeah. goodness. She I two remember. She And she reminded me. She was like, you were the first one to see my baby when she was born. And now she's in sixth grade. Oh, my goodness. I know. So... Oh. I, so that you saw her down yeah, there this weekend so it was great she um, lives
2: down that way she does
4: that's cool I know it was just like all the things just worked out I was like when God tell you to do something do it I tried to find a hotel at one place I'm texting them I'm gonna do this and it was like clearly I'm gonna need you to stay down here yeah and I was like no I'm gonna try to go uh uh uh-uh. I stayed right where I needed to stay and all the things just They're opened insane. up I literally was nine minutes from her house Ooh. who knew and it just worked out. So Grace, you made me some beans and rice for breakfast. I was like Beans and Rice for breakfast. I said, Who eat beans and rice for breakfast? It was good, they girl. Do. I was like Beans and Rice, for but breakfast. I can't had the bacon
3: and the chicken and yo your,
4: your stomach don't know what time of day it is. <laughs> it it doesn't. You know, I do say that a lot. Your stomach don't
3: know nothing about I the do time say of that day. Lot, it was ten a.m. but I was like, no beans and rice is good. But like, for
2: beans breakfast?
3: and rice? For it was breakfast. beans and rice and plantains
2: for breakfast. Because it don't it doesn't matter what time of day yeah like, she it well, don't we eat breakfast for
4: dinner? Do your stomach kill? I eat them eggs and rice any time of day.
2: Any, oh, I but I'm trying try to
4: figure
3: out man. some beans and rice. Now. I
4: mean, it was good though. But she had some chicken she and some baby in it. She's Hispanic. Oh, She's well, from you know. Rico, you know. And so I was like, that guys, this was good. The kids had fun, you know, at her house. Her husband was great. I was like, this is love. This is love. Awesome. I know, so it was good. Um, also the reason that I, I was late, but yes um but yes it was good i was like it was worth you know it was worth all the it. back and forth it was worth yes. all of it so the kids are safe and everything i made it here safe so yay but the world has That's opened what's... up y'all i'm telling y'all the world yes. opened up. i'm yelling over a mask i was like so is there going to be any social distancing in here none no y'all was just like it is like they keep coming over to pa wear your mask it's important you gotta wear your mask i see these girls walk around nobody wearing a mask what y'all doing i don't can y'all stay over there can y'all have some Lysol so when to touch this, Just I ain't got to spray it after each. Can y'all do that for me? I, no. No? So I need to have my own hands. Can y'all spray it for me?
3: Something. They ain't doing that. I don't keep the Lysol spray with me when I'm out in the public, but when I'm at work, <laughs> I keep it and I spray when you leave out of my office. Out of my office. I'm going to spray. <laughs> up in the atmosphere and <laughs> out all my chairs because up in the atmosphere for me. Touch everywhere. Because I look, I that feel like um, Dr. Fauci has not released us to take off these bags. He has not. But they said that we're about to open back up. They said in what two months you gonna be no, to no on the No, no, Fauci have not said that. And Listen, and
4: I'm, look, even if doctors don't see it and they open chair, these people they can go without a mask, they're going go without to a go mask. They're
0: already doing it because I've noticed um, here lately places that have strict precaution. Mm-hmm. There was a time when if you went in without it, they would say something. Now you can go they don't. without it, they don't. don't say no. I've gotten out of the car and forgotten my mask before, and I just went on in Wawa. Uh-huh. Say <laughs> so, uh huh.
3: They said no. I, I, I never go, go in without a mask. I will go up to the door and I, oh. Jesus, I got on my, I got on my mask. <laughs> I've been inside the whole life. establishment and be like, some just don't feel right. I, I, my face feel naked. right. <laughs> I ain't got no mask. But I was Because I should never see your mouth. I can't chew. I don't see your lips. <laughs> and I don't need what? to see your it nose. <laughs> I need to see your eyes. That's where,
4: all. What is the name of the place with the lavender coffee that you went what? Lavender coffee. coffee. Oh, you oh the place where we went oh, to. um. Lavender we coffee. Know bad, we know so what it's about, we can't So we went inside the other day, we went to get coffee. The glass night. The glass <laughs> knife. glass knife said I ain't playing with y'all, okay? He y'all says, better come in here with that mask. Y'all need a face mask on. And underneath it says, even if you have been vaccinated, <laughs>
2: I still shot away this mask. Because people will be like, well, I've I've been vaccinated. It's like I don't care. I don't people care. People been vaccinated and any sick now, okay? Look, and see. listen, sick at the house. Like, my body is stuck. <laughs> I ain't got time. See, that's why I'm mm, I, I, I ain't I'm not here to shame you if you did. No. But what I am saying is I'm not doing it. That's um, all I'm gonna say. That but that, you know what, uh, I, what, I, what I think
3: I'm is important is the one thing, like for my kids, so I'm on duty at 6.30 every morning. And <laughs> um. so when my kids come in and maybe they've forgotten their mask. I need not have the so, mask then. No, I always have masks. Oh, look how, but how, how is I always have masks. masks. I'm just letting you know. But the one thing about it is they already know how I'm gonna act. Mm-hmm. So before they get close to me, that's the expectation. They're like they cover up their face with something <laughs> and like Miss, do you have any masks? Of course. I'm always going to have masks. Because, like right now... What is she going to do when the world opens back up? <laughs> like, because what I'm saying is, y'all know Y'all know I'm scared of that COVID, <laughs> and that's what I'm like. I'm scared of that COVID. How you gonna act? When did you say COVID? A... <laughs> <laughs> I said COVID. Sound like you said a CH. Okay. No, I did. I said with a D. What
4: mm-hmm. I know I
3: mess up words sometimes, you but all the time. That anyway, no, no, no. Philomena
4: was really good. She was really good. It feels like it was um, great, also for the entrepreneur to understand mm-hmm. that we have so many entrepreneurs that you know that listen. And I mentioned it mm-hmm. to that some of um, us are as well, so that. You know that, because sometimes you protect, you feel protected when you have, you know, a job that offers, you know, A, a nine retirement to five, and, and of, like, it's built into
3: that. Built but into we need to stop depending on that. You know, we today do. what, what, to what really helped her. me was like that. Okay, I look at my nine to five. It's not a nine to five. It's a seven to ten. <laughs> right, um, that <laughs> But five a yeah, yeah, I depend on that. So then it's like, but what if that was ripped
2: from me? But like, you,
3: I gotta get. Like, my thought
2: process but, about this... But even what you could do is... She will look at what you have set mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. She can she can go in there and, like, you bring whatever information. She'll let you know. But she can look at what you are paying into right now. So she can tell you if you need to have something extra. But, you know, right. the one thing that
3: I'm thankful for is... When I first started off as a new teacher, my principal at the time, mm-hmm. Maxine Risper, said, you need to invest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need... And... Then you don't realize what you need to invest in, but you need to look at, as a new teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to look at your retirement. You know, I'm 24. You're know,
4: you, you like, you
3: you like, baby, I'm living. Like, Especially and you're you talking about retirement? retirement?
2: It's like, but yes. at
3: that moment, so I'm thankful for the people who still speaking to your life mm-hmm. about, no, you need to think about.
2: Years down the road.
3: Years down the road that we're not even thinking, like, retirement. Yeah. I'm
4: I'm just Tora when Torah was like, Yo better get them um <laughs> them, uh, bonds. them bonds. <laughs> I was you better get them savings bonds, you better get a uh, was serious like, about that. You well know, something else he said you get savings bonds. It a it, mutual, and us, mutual so fund. Like, yes. I was like I still do that though. I was because like, when you're a mutual fund, know. he was and when she said something about when you're twenty five and this much, because the mutual fund, if you put twenty five, I mean two hundred dollars starting at twenty five, you're gonna have a million. Like, you know, I was like, oh, that right. makes sense. Because right. that's exactly yes. what they said.
2: Right.
0: And I'm, I'm glad that she um, broke down some of those keys and she talked about those three pillars. I think it was savings, debt, and then retirement. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people want to capitalize on one and not the other. They, they're they really good at saving, but you haven't invested anything mm-hmm. or you're out of debt, but you're still not building any wealth. Yeah. Um, I, have,
2: I have people in in the like trying to purchase a home and that's a huge investment. But they're like, well, I have nice amount of savings, but then I also got this ridiculous student loan and they don't want to use that chunk of the savings to pay the student loan but it's like maybe you can't make that big investment you gotta, somewhere you You're gotta like to get
0: that, that student loan put in deferment or something I mean, otherwise it looks like debt still can somebody,
2: president wipe away my student debt? because
0: please? at the end of the day well, most of us know here's so the thing, at least 50000 if your stuff is um, in good standing it, no, not, it can't be in those private loans, it can't, it has, be fed to, has to
3: be one of the federal loans
0: oh, um, so I I realized it's realize that.
3: a lot of what we haven't even tapped into, and I, I realize it with teachers. There are a lot of if you're in education that you can get your loans paid off. So, well, like,
4: my, yeah, after ten years, Now, everybody if you were Educated, yeah, ten years. Mm. That I needed to be debt free, but I didn't want to wait ten years. But wipe this away, okay? It's a, whole, it's a lot of money out there because my name is Dr. Johnson, y'all. It's, that costs a lot of money when you go to college. <laughs> right?
3: It was doctor. It was. I, I can't wait. I got. I'm How saying two and a half years. Yes. But I didn't, say, <laughs> I didn't go to a public school. I didn't go to public school. I went to no I'm going to public. Driving. I'm going to a public school. So you're school. going to be much too so long. I am super excited. Two and a half years. Yes, working for the Dr. Me, Bellinger? What? Dr. Bellinger. <laughs> Dr. B? What? I B I know. But super excited. Dr. J that's it. Just Dr. Dr. J Dr. J. Dr. J B. I don't care what you call it. But it's you But that doctor better
2: be in front of it.
3: But you know what? It's interesting is that there are people who have already been saying, calling me Dr. Yeah. Doc. Speaking it to, he, they speaking it into existence. Yes. And I wasn't even in school. So y'all forcing me. <laughs> like I gotta go to school. Because how can you call me Dr. B? Doc. Well, how can you call me Doc? If I don't even have my doctorate. <laughs> so I have mm-hmm. to go back to school. So I'm excited about being in school. Yeah, That's good. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And y'all know I am the... Rambler, mm-hmm. like in the group that I jump from conversation to conversation, uh-huh. in this <laughs> so,
0: group or the group at school,
3: in all my groups. Yeah, I'm about oh.
0: to say which group you talking about. No, the, and
4: in this group, it's who I am. Who who I am
3: that be. listen, be if something is so. in my head, I just say it. So mm-hmm. I'm the some people might say rambler, rabbit trail. You go down rabbit trails. What's a rabbit trail? I don't understand, I'm like literally, to just is go, just go anywhere, they just
0: hop from trail to trail. No, no, no,
3: what it is is. It's a thought in my mind, so it's not a rabbit trail. It's a thought that I have to get out. Yeah. Because if you
4: don't, then you'll
2: forget it. I understand. And then I'll forget it.
4: Now, after you get that thought out, I might not be able to bring it back to what I was
3: talking about before.
4: I'm probably, to be listen, I
2: to the likelihood back. is very slim if I, if I go off topic. Yes. Okay, so y'all
3: know one other thing that I'm thinking yeah. about? I but know we're happy. doing no. a hard show. I'm, like, super excited. So, I'm super excited, um... Just things great this week. Yes, yes, things are great. But I'm really thinking about this hair. And oh, it's been
2: heavy on your mind. My my hair, changing that color. Like I want
3: to change the color (laughs) because, like, I look at Liz's color and I love it. So I am going to talk to my stylist this week and see what what can we what can we do? Like, Hmm. what you going to do? Because blonde, a lot of people have been. Like taking a blonde and I feel I need to do something. I'm so different. I'm okay. different. I want to be different. So I don't know. So it's going to be a surprise. What what is I sent you this orange color. Like a... No, it's no, no. Color. It's orange. like an autumn kind of... Uh, I, I've i been thinking about a cinnamon. I don't know what cinnamon is. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> <like> brown. <laughs> that's kind of the color that I was talking about. So what I, what I imagine was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I imagined was Focus. in my blonde was there was some brown because cinnamon is a brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was imagining in my blonde there's a cinnamon. Cinnamon is like a, it's a warmer. It's it's like i like yeah, so I don't a, know. So but mine 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 is, I, I is just want to brown. be. I want to be
0: different. Type in hair color so you'll know because you need to go in knowing what color. Otherwise they're gonna give you. A rendition of what they think you want, but you nah, need to go no, in sure, knowing sure. what color you want. All right,
3: yeah. mm-hmm. So, going have pictures of that. Me I like just know, this know that gray, kind of color? gray will not show. And I look at gray you like this kind of color. I be looking at First the gray all, me around. You. Me. Are you gonna look hey, for or what? I like that. Gray. I'm not. So I did realize that when but I But it's a lot of it's a lot of people I see with the gray and I well, like so. this. I'm I'm gonna let mine I'll let mine go gray. This is what that's I was pretty.
2: sending. I like to
3: that. You. Mm-hmm. you didn't you sent it to me. I thought I did, but no, I you send didn't send it to you. I, I like, like that. It. That's good. That's
0: not what you want. That's no that's 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 not too ashy.
3: I want the other one. Yeah. Send that to me. Okay.
2: <laughs> oh
3: because I think that would be like I just see, like beautiful. I love the
2: idea of that for us. Changing our hair is like it—it it gets us really, really excited. Yeah. Like we're just like, I love so, beautiful hair. Right? Let's do this. I'm <laughs> like,
4: I, I thought something would, have, something happening. Did she,
2: no, she's like, I'm thinking about my hair.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: what it said? I think it's, who is it? Coco Chanel. When a woman changes the hair, she's about to change her life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my hair has always changed every t- Every time a season like a. Spiritual season, or just something transitional and is, is transformative is happening, my hair always changes with mm-hmm. it. And this one, like, I, I'm special. glad that I did. Because even people who are really picky about hair, is like, I love this. Like, this is Keep it. This for a minute no, it, it is this really, is it. Like,
3: like, I, love I really love now. it. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like, so, Mandy, but you don't have a relaxer. So we have natural Wait, hair. Uh, I, to, I it just perked just The fact of the matter is, she just perked her hair. No, no, she didn't. She did. I wasn't. did. I was just like, so three what days happens ago. is, no, 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 but have, she really just no, no, perked no, no, her she hair. She really so so just perked we, we have two naturals, which I love the natural. She really just perked Jasmine and Liz, but uh, are natural. You put a left it at Liz, you ain't got to go there. So. Amanda is supposed to have a relaxer, but I can't look at the new growth, and I don't see a relaxer. We call this text relax.
2: No, no, no. And it's, it's, a, am, it's
3: a textured relaxer. No. no and the can. problem is that we go to the same stylist, I but I don't understand that. because I've always... Amanda has been with me forever, and I always... Amanda firm her, her own house. I got the box firms. She went to Melissa. I don't even believe in box firms, and I don't tell anybody that you go to Melissa... Because that, first of all, we worked hard to not do box perms.
0: That's right. We have been going to uh, stylists since we got out of school and had our own money. So the fact that you have resorted back to box <laughs> perms is an abomination
3: <laughs> to our name. Yes, I sorry. believe
0: in a
4: five dollar box
3: permit And I don't. And I don't. And you know, I. And that's why that, that noodle still always, up in your head Let me tell you something. So in the did. back,
4: when I tell you it's straight in the back. Dang, I should have left it at the top of the <laughs> And that's the new girl she's
3: talking about, right? Ooh, yeah, because I am looking at it and
4: well, I, I see this whole time Philomena was talking, she looking at my new girl. Back. No, I really was. You know it's bad. You know what what Judging happened you. was
3: she's a judger. i I should I should have been paying attention to Philomena. But I'm literally looking at him at his hair, like I see a whole bunch of grady. I see new growth, and you I call have, and you're saying, right and now. you're saying that your stylist don't call my stylist have name out. a lot going on. I'm over here trumping these chips <laughs> like my life depends on <laughs> it. Don't you call my stylist name out because don't Damn give it. my stylist a bad name oh because you don't do what you're supposed to do. Okay. So I'm into this hair. We're I love. Not into this I'm hair. into the hair and. <laughs> People talk about stuff like this for real. Y'all, this has Ooh, been
2: glory. one oh. very interesting uh, family meeting. Right. We started off with dropping gems on finance and we ended with dropping gems on hair and all the other things. Right and
0: so you're gonna get a a, a, what a is hodgepodge what's that called when you cook something you throw the whole you throw the whole kitchen sink in a Mortgage smorgasbord
2: whatever that's
0: what you're gonna get on on this uh um, episode this
2: episode today
0: but, we love
3: y'all. but you know what but the thing of it is is okay. when we think it's just but people do like it
2: they like so. our, our goofiness uh, our hodgepodge. hodgepodge yes okay. alright
4: we love y'all have peace love and soul peace love and hair grease girl hair grease you need some I you <laughs>
3: know I don't need any hair grease. No, it's not that you need hair grease. It's Bye, just y'all. that gray. Because okay. I'm like, oh, that. But you get that from your daddy, though. Yeah. The grayness. So,
4: all right. Disconnect. Well, all right, y'all. All right. Listen, don't it's don't been an episode.
0: We I <laughs> hope you guys have really taken the gems from. I'm from Philomena though and we will leave all that information as you know in the show notes and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is financial literacy
4: month so get your finances
0: right if ever there was a time to get your money right um, you are not going to want to miss the episode next (coughs) week we're going to have another financial advisor another person in the financial industry coming to speak with us and you don't want to miss that information we're going to ask some very specific questions for that as well and then I have a book idea um, a book suggestion that I want to leave with you from Tiffany the budget Nista Alice, yes. she, she has a book out right answer. now that I already ordered my book and I'm waiting for it to come. And the name of that is Get Good With Money by oh. Tiffany, the budget nista Alice. And I'll leave that information in the show notes as well where you can buy it off of Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Something like that. Alright guys. Um, bye bye. Peace. Peace. Peace.